Hi, I'm Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be, in fear of losing, I lost. Well, I've got an email here from a woman. She's from Europe, and judging by her pictures, she looks kind of Nordic, maybe Swedish, something along those lines. She's very beautiful and amazing shape. And what I liked about this email is, I mean, it just goes to show whether you're a man or a woman. If you have a self-perception or limiting beliefs, because it's like what Tony Robbins says, people will act consistently with how they view themselves to be, whether the view is accurate or not. And when you have a, a limited way that you look at yourself, in other words, you don't see yourself as good enough. What, and what's interesting that I discovered many years ago when I got into self-help, just trying to improve my own life, is that all of us have these limiting beliefs running around our head and most of us aren't even aware that they're there and like I, I've talked about this in many times in the past over different videos one of one of the events I attended of Tony Robbins many years ago, this is where I actually met my English girlfriend was date with destiny what's interesting is a big focus of that week-long event is determining what your primary question is and what's interesting is everybody watching this, and that means you, you have a question running around in your head that probably 99.99% .99 of the people watching this, they don't even know it's there. And there's a question that everything you do, you ask yourself this question. And what I discovered, and same thing with my, my girlfriend, my English girlfriend, she had the same exact qu primary question, because he's like, it takes you through a process and you discover what that is. And I was always asking myself, why am I not happy? Got a new Lotus Esprit when I was like, tw was like 28 years old. Why am I still not happy? Everything. Had a great girl in my life. Why am I still not happy? I got this great business. Why am I still not happy? And I didn't even realize it. So the question presupposes that no matter what or how good things are in your life, I was always saying, why am I still not happy? And it's like once you become aware of these things, then you're able to change it. And so it's why I chose this woman's email is because it's always interesting to see because I'd say about 90% of my clients are all 85 90% of them are guys and the rest are women and we all do the same thing some different than other it's always interesting especially for the guys to see how a woman has the same problem she's behaving the same way that most of the guys do that leads to being friend zone and that's where she is she's just stunningly gorgeous woman and anybody watch this would look like I wouldn't I wouldn't kick that girl out of bed for eating crackers but yet here she is a year and a half later hoping that something's gonna change and maybe that she can get this particular dude back because she's kind of stuck in friend zone so I got a, qu a short quote that I wrote and then we're gonna go through her email and the quote says in order for someone else to recognize your value you must first learn to create a life and lifestyle that supports and enables valuing yourself. It's hard to overcome the impulse to tolerate mistreatment and a lack of respect from those you have strong emotions for. Having high standards, setting boundaries, and acting in a way that is consistently congruent with them, because that's where most people fail. They're not congruent with them. They'll say one, like, like I'll say, I'm not okay with being in friend, friend zone, and yet he keeps hanging out with her keeps taking her calls and being her therapist basically on the phone 
And then he says, but I'm not interested in being friends. But his very actions, the act of doing that, communicate, I'm okay with being friends. Because women instinctively know. They look at what a guy does, not so much what he says. Acting consistently congruent with them, or in a way that's consistently congruent with them, is the key to making sure you only spend your time with people who value, respect, and appreciate you. I saw something the other day on a couple weeks, actually it was a couple weeks ago, on Twitter, and it was from one of the, the, the Gracie brothers, the jiu-jitsu, fam, famous Brazilian jiu-jitsu family. And one of the things he was saying was, I manage the distance in my personal relationships. For, for those of you that, that know anything about jiu-jitsu, you know it's all about managing the distance between you and an opponent. So if you got somebody, maybe it's a family member, a toxic person in your life, or maybe a, a client that's obnoxious, you've got to manage the distance. You've got to be very careful about who you allow into your inner circle because you become like the five people, I think it was Jim Rohn said this, you become like the five people who you spend most of your time with. And a lot of us don't really give any thought to that. Without them, you invite and enable others to abuse, mistreat, and disrespect you. You invite what you tolerate. That's basically what she's got going on here is that she doesn't want to be in friend zone, but she, what's interesting is she also found a another coach apparently that had told her being friends was a good strategy or a viable strategy to get her ex back. And here she is a year and a half later. It's making her miserable. This gorgeous fucking woman totally put her life on hold for this guy and like I said, women do it too. So for the, those of you watching, it's like every, men and women both do the same shit, just in different ways. And that's what's great about learning to understand each other and how we approach life and relationships. She says, hi coach, I found your work about a few months ago and I'm terribly sorry that I didn't find it sooner. Well, as I always say, you found it exactly on time. What happened happened and it couldn't have happened any other way it's like you got to a certain point and you were seeking answers it's like when people hit the wall metaphorically or maybe literally in life and they realize that what they're doing is not working and they know they hit rock bottom they know they need to go in a new direction that's when they come across my work it's not when things are going great i've tried different relationship coaches well i'm a life coach but i'd say 90 percent of the people when they come to me they're trying to get an ex back and then we get into all these other things about self-improvement and how you view yourself, your career, your purpose, your mission in life. Because everybody's got one. Even if you're even if you're just a stay-at-home mom, everybody's got a purpose. Some reason to get up every day that, that gives them enthusiasm and excitement. In other words, an emotionally compelling reason to do what you do in life. And without it, you're just flopping around wondering what the fuck. And the last one was all about being okay with being just friends because you're never just friends. What a bunch of bullshit. I, I still get emails from people. There are apparently people out there teaching men and women that's okay to be stuck in friend zone and eventually you'll get out of it. Well, now I'm not even sure we're friends anymore. My ex-boyfriend, who was also my first and only exclusive relationship, broke up with me against my will and I was devastated. So he unilaterally decided that he didn't want to be in a relationship with you anymore. And obviously if it was your first relationship, I would say you're probably maybe pretty young. I mean, she, I saw her picture, she sent her Instagram account. I'm not gonna share it with you. 
but she's be he looks young, beautiful, amazing shape, gym rat. It's like any guy would love to go out with this girl. He got in a new relationship two and a half months after with one of his friends who he previously always spoke of as one of his best friends. That totally broke my heart. Rejection breeds obsession. She treated him like shit and he reached out to me because he thought that I was the only one who understood him. So what's interesting about that statement is that in other words, whoever in any relationship, whoever is less invested has a superior position of leverage. So most of the time, most of the emails I get are from guys and they're usually in a weak position of leverage because they're more into the woman than the, women, the woman is into them. But in this particular case, it's obvious you were more heavily invested in him in your relationship with him than he was with you and that's why it was easy for him to just slide out of the way. I ended up being his go-to person and he called me all the time saying how difficult she was, how he regretted breaking up with me and how sad he was that he didn't give us a second chance. So that's basically where you went wrong because you just should have said is like, look, I love you and I want to give this a go, but I'm not interested in dating you and talking to you and being your gay male girlfriend or actually gay female girlfriend, if you will, in this because I want you back. Uh, I want to explore something together, but you're dating somebody else. So this is not appropriate. These are conversations you should be having with your girlfriend. Now, if both of you have gotten sick, because a lot of times a relationship runs its course, and if both of you have gotten to a place where you love each other and you have a great friendship, but the sex and romance, for whatever reason, maybe you don't want to get married or maybe it just kind of ran its course. Then in that, because I wrote about this in my book with my English girlfriend, we've been great friends ever since. I was the one that decided to end that relationship just because of the logistics and things that were going on. I mean, obviously it's in the book, so I don't need to go too in detail. But we've been great friends ever since. I mean, I still get, I got a message from her the other day, just fucking makes me laugh because she still talks to me in the same goofy, silly, baby tone and, and things of that nature when we joke around with each other. And it's just nice because it's like a constant reminder of when you have high quality people that really care about you and, and adore you. They, those are the kind of people you want in your inner circle. And it's okay to have an ex in your inner circle as long as you're both on the same page where you both are okay with strictly being friends. But obviously where one of you wants more than friendship and the other one wants romance, it's just not healthy to continue to be involved with them. That's why it's best to make a clean break from a negotiation standpoint because what's happening is in this case he wants you to be his therapist or his so shoulder to cry on while he's fucking some other girl and you made the mistake of agreeing to it hoping that you get it back because remember scarcity creates value so because you continue to agree to hang around and talk to him you gave him whatever he was lacking with his current girlfriend you filled in the blank form kind of like male orbiters do with women so you were like one of his female orbiters. The reason I agreed on letting him call me was because I felt some sort of control. She says, not good, I know. Well, control is an illusion. And obviously, if you're writing to me this email, you definitely don't feel in control of the situation. That he would see how stupid he was to let me go. I mean, that's a logical, all right. If he's saying all these things, 
oh really you want another chance well then great you need to end things resolve things with your girlfriend and once it's completely resolved and if I'm still single maybe we can start going out again that's how you should have handled it but obviously you didn't but you live and learn and I kind of love that he needed me again he eventually broke up with her which led me to believe that we would rekindle things and end up back together. We didn't. We went out several days a week. He called me five to six times each day. We had wake-up calls, called each other throughout the day and before bedtime. So in essence, you agreed to do all the things that you did before when you were in a relationship with him without the consistent sex and romance. That was your mistake. That was a weak position to negotiate from. You were in an inferior position of leverage. Remember, the strongest negotiating position is being able to walk away and mean it. Because instead of thinking about this particular person, it's like when I, when I coach men and women both, and they want an X back, one of the things I always focus on is like, what is your outcome for your personal life? I'm not, just imagine you don't even know this person that you want to get back. What, do you per, what kind of relationship do you want to create? Because a lot of times I'm talking to somebody that's, that's dating somebody or was dating somebody that, and the caliber of person they are or the, the goals and the values of the other person is totally not aligned with what they want. And by getting them focused on their outcome and what they want, it's much easier for them then to, at the end of the phone session to realize, oh, okay, now I see why it didn't work out. It'll never work out. You know, a lot of times guys are trying to turn somebody who's really good for being a fuck buddy, friends with benefits, or an open relationship into somebody that's going to be a stable, faithful, monogamous type of relationship or somebody that's a horrible communicator thinking that, hey, I can fix this person. Just a little tweaking, they'll be perfect. It's a bad, Again, it's where it goes right back. What is your outcome? What kind of relationship do you want? And I would venture to guess you want, a, you know, this particular woman, you want a boyfriend. You want somebody that cares about you and does all the things that this guy used to do consistently. So if that's your outcome, is to have a, an exclusive monogamous relationship with somebody that you can create a life together or just have an awesome relationship, however long that's gonna last, because everybody's different. Some people wanna get married, some people just wanna have a steady girlfriend-boyfriend relationship. So the idea is to focus on your outcome. But the other thing to keep in mind is if you want somebody that's steady and exclusive and you got this guy, most of his, because she also says that most of the friends that this dude has are all women do you really want to be in a relationship with a guy or vice versa if you're a guy would you really want to be in a relationship with a woman who almost all of her friends are are dudes because the now not all women but most women that have a situation where they have a lot of guy friends those male orbiters if you will those are all guys that want to date her but they're all kind of stuck in friend zone and going along with it he reached out to me 80% of the time, and I was kind of playing it cool. Well, as I discussed in Seven Principles to Get an X Back, he broke up with you. Therefore, he's got to earn another chance with you, not the other way around. And that's, that's a big perception change to think, go from thinking, what can I do to get them back? What, what can I do to cause the other person to see my vibe? Well, first and foremost, scarcity creates value. But the other thing is he unilaterally ended the relationship. Therefore, he's got to earn you back. He's got to say, I'm sorry, I'm you know, stupid, I fucked up, I didn't know what I had. He's got to come to that conclusion on his own. You're not, if you're giving him all those things, 
that you used to give him, then what's his incentive to come back? Because he knows he can keep you on the side and backup position while he explores things with all these other females in his life. And plus, he's young. You're both young and you ha probably don't have, to, I mean, in this case, this was our first long-term relationship. So you're just not old enough to have had the experience of having several long-term relationships and breakups and then being single and then meeting somebody new and starting a new relationship. So it, it's always better, when, especially when you're young, to date around because you've got to figure out what you like. Different strokes for different folks. I eventually expressed my feelings towards him, and he said we could continue hanging out and just see what happened, but time went by, and even though we had mind-blowing sex from time to time, it just seemed to stop there. He said he didn't have the right feelings for me and that we shouldn't have sex when I still loved him. That's when you got to be strong enough to say, you know what, that doesn't work for me. I'm not interested in being your pal or your buddy. I want to jump your bones. I can't do that. But call me if you change your mind. And you've got to be congruent with that. You can't say that and then the next week agree to go hang out with them. I got upset even though, even though we continued our friendship and even brought me a rose and a card on Valentine's Day as a surprise, but still, it didn't mean anything. He totally confused me with what he said versus what he did. Well, that's the problem. You were taking into account what he said instead of just looking at his actions. His actions show that you're just kind of a backup placeholder at this point because you haven't been strong enough to say, hey, fucking pound sand. I'm a fucking hot woman and I'm, I have dudes all the time that want to date me. Which, like I said, from your pictures, is like, I don't think you got a problem at all being guys. He's the type of guy who has a lot of female friends in big bold letters, and he refers to them as his best friends. I try my best not to get jealous, but around March or April, I just couldn't take it anymore. I started getting more and more jealous, and I had problems with bad overthinking and the waiting game of just hanging out to see what happens drove me nuts. Again, you continued interacting with him in a way that was not aligned or congruent with your personal relationship outcome that you wanted. That's where you went wrong. I cried and acted needy and desperate, plus I got jealous over nothing. I told him that I couldn't take it anymore and he said he understood, but that it had to be my choice to cut contact because he really wanted me in his life. Every time I cut contact with him, he reaches out through Snapchat or Instagram or he calls me to inform me of things that he really could just text me or not tell me at all. He doesn't really have to tell me these things, but no matter what, he just wants to be friends. And I'm currently walking away, not to look back, but he reached out to me today, commenting on my Instagram story. And I, So if he's commenting on your social media, whether you're a guy or a girl, and, and the ex starts commenting, unless they're addressing you directly, unless they're messaging you directly, I would just ignore those things. And I find it difficult to deal with everything. He also works out at my gym, so I see him from time to time. Talk to other guys when you're at the gym. You gotta, again, focus on your outcome. You want somebody, obviously it sounds like you're looking for a relationship. Well, this guy's all over the ice. He's got lots of other women in his life and he's not treating you the way you wanna be treated. He's not offering you what you want. And you've had a year and a half of this going around in circles getting nowhere. And so you just gotta say, I'm not interested. Unless you're interested in dating and getting back to where we were for, doesn't mean we have to be in a committed relationship right away. But if, there's not, if you're not calling me because you want sex and romance, it's like, I don't want to hear from you. You need to move on and go figure yourself out what you want with these other girls because I'm not down with that.
You got to put your foot down. You got to set a healthy boundary, and you're not doing that. You're allowing this dude to walk all over you and jerk you around, and you're making yourself miserable, and it's totally unnecessary. I see myself as a successful, young, and attractive woman who got her shit together. I've got a good education, a full time job, and I go to the gym five times a week. And I'm in general a good hearted person with a lot of friends. He says that I'm gorgeous, kind, good hearted, have good values, and so on. So what the fuck do I now do now? Well, walk away and never look back. Next time you hear from him, say I've been doing a lot of thinking and unless we're gonna date and have sex and romance like we used to. It's time for me to move on. It's time for you to move on. I can't be just your friend. That's never going to work for me. So unless you, you're calling because you want to take me on a date, I don't want to hear from you anymore. I'm not going to be your friend. I'm not going to be your therapist. I'm just I'm done with that. And you need to respect my boundaries. And more than likely, because he's always gotten you to cave for the past year and a half, he's going to probably try it several different ways to get you to cave. Now remember, scarcity creates value. You've got to stick to your guns and what you want. The strongest negotiating position is being able to walk away and mean it. So you've said that to him several times, but you never really mean it. So therefore, from a negotiating perspective, you're, you've been a piss-poor negotiator for yourself, and that's reality. I love him, but I'm not really sure if I want him back or not. <laughs> Come on, now you're bullshitting yourself. You wrote this email to me, so obviously you want him back or you want another shot but again you should be focused on your outcome is this the kind of dude that can really offer you the kind of long-term relationship that you want and if the answer is no as hard as it is you got to fucking boot him out of your life because he is filling up a space in your life that otherwise would create open space for a new guy to come into it and as long as you stay involved with him when you really have romantic feelings for him you're not gonna meet anybody else because you won't let anybody else come into your life because you're still hoping things are going to work out with them. It's been over a year and a half since we broke up, and I am done, D-O-N-E in big bold letters. puts, with feeling like crap because of a guy who doesn't want me back. Please help me. Well, like I said, that that's what I would do if I were you because you've been trying this other strategy, being friends first or whatever. That's fucking bullshit. It's, from a negotiation perspective, it's an incredibly weak perspective. It's just you got to you got to negotiate from a superior position of leverage. So if you're in a similar situation that you would like to get my help with to help you strategize what you can do to get somebody back or maybe to turn things around, it could be a wife or a girlfriend, it could be a boyfriend if you're a chick, doesn't matter. Go to my website, click the products tab at the top of your screen and book whatever coaching option works for you. And I will talk to you soon.